Hello and welcome to Breaking Lead. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me again this week is JD. How are you, mate? Fantastic, mate. How did you enjoy the new circuit over the weekend? Tail and Ben was, uh, it w- it went off with a bang, didn't it? It, it was, was great. pretty good, yeah. It was a world-class facility. Um, it, it, uh, it re- you really get that feeling too. I obviously turned um, practice on Friday and... And pretty much didn't get to watch any of it, but I didn't get to watch any <laughs> of it either. But it it was on, and it it looks great on TV. They had the um the grass all rolled out. They, they obviously purchased Whoops. all this. Yeah, turf. you were just telling me like literally two minutes ago before we started hitting record. You're like, there is no rollout turf available in South Australia. No, the oh, uh, mate went and spent a yep. million dollars on turf. Yep, he wasn't happy with how the track looked, so they brought every available uh, bit of rollout turf. For the weekend to make sure that track looked perfect on camera and that and it had did. and then obviously had a good first impression with its obviously we've had big races there already but its first major television coverage sort of race so mm. that no it, it looked beautiful didn't it and yeah, it looks it, very European flowing and oh, up and down it's got you it's know. finally like supercars have a facility in Australia that it deserves is that kind of make sense I, I know look Bathurst is great. And the facilities in the pits areas are fantastic. But this whole facility is... I'm just excited, really, about it. I feel it's the first permanent circuit in 20 years being built in this country. And, oh, I messaged Mitch on the weekend going, knock down Hidden Valley, let's build a new one. Let's, <laughs> let's get it like Tail and Bend. It, it's, it's pretty spectacular. I feel it's like... It's a bit like Phillip Island with how beautiful it is, if you mm. know what I mean. Like, obviously, Phillip Island, you get all you the water the in the background. Yeah, the water and yeah, the ocean. in the background, stuff like that. But just it's the flowingness of the track I'm more talking about. Here, I'm starting to sound like Larko on the weekend talking about how tyres are beautiful yeah, and yeah. attractive. Gorgeous tyres. Yeah, gorgeous, yes. Um, but the track really is. It, it really it just, yeah, it, it looks so good. So I'm hoping next year once the... um. All, the, all that turf that they purchased this year is all bedded in a mm-hmm. bit more into the ground. And maybe when the cars roll, drive on it, it's not I wouldn't, as much dust. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit more concrete on areas as well. I saw some bits there where you're like, oh, you've already dug out a nice big hole off that exit curve. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think they'll do a few little things just to touch it up a little bit. And, you know, um, they probably don't want to add too much because the, the, the V8s will just keep using it further and further and further. Well, you only get another Sydney Motorsport Complex part. Yeah, yeah, where they'll like end up it. three car lengths off the road. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something I think they can improve on. And once again, the turf hadn't really held, wasn't really set. Some bit areas, the grass is already there and it was oh, already some set Some of the grass quite, had been there well. for quite a long time, but I'd seen photos early from the year and it didn't have any grass anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So it will be, it'll get better and better as the years go on. Mm. No, it was fantastic. Um. Should we talk about Speedway now, or do we want to do Speedway later? Because you oh, did drag can. me along. We can talk about Speedway now. I didn't okay. even know. It's, yeah, okay. Yep. Well, you did drag me along to Speedway on the, on the Friday night. Yep. It's good fun, mate. I haven't uh, been there in a while, and I mean, I didn't make it to the Saturday one, but... Oh, well, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good uh, final feature uh, race for the weekend. We obviously had a, a big... Um, series up here that's called Chariots of Thunder that I don't know if you're into Speedway down there but or wherever you're listening from around the world but um, we have a, a, a big um, four-night show sort of that happens over two weekends. Mm. And it was and great. We had like 45 cars or whatever up. It yeah, was yep. Over 40, 40 entrants of 410s, which is um, a pretty good field. It's the best field we've had so far. And I think, honestly, next year we'll get more. We had rumors that there was going to be a couple of Americans coming over, but they ended up pulling out the last minute. Oh, okay. um, we still had some Australians... Living in America, coming across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had um, uh, Jamie Veal and um, James McFadden. So um, they both raced and, mate. So you're telling me that, um, was it Chase Carpenko busted his car on Saturday, was it? Yeah, Saturday night was not the night for Chase. He he was oh, very quick, don't get me wrong. Um, hit, so Chase is a local lad uh, from Darwin in the Northern Territory. He he's a very very good pedaler. He actually got second on, on the, the Friday, Friday night, night that yep. Michael come along to, um, which come with a, a nice little paycheck. And mm. well, he's uh, going to anyway. use that paycheck now. And oh, I think he tore up more than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, he he managed to clip the wall on the first heat, broke a front axle, managed to limp it over the line and still win the heat, mm. um, because he did on the last lap. Yep. 
managed to get it across the line, which was really good. And then in the second heat, they put a whole new front axle in it and obviously a few other things. But uh, something failed in the front end when he was leading the, the second heat and it just drove him straight into the wall, flat out Ooh. at the end of the straight. So he went straight into the wall and ended up tearing up a whole lot of gear. Like I'm talking chassis gone, shocks gone, new front car. rear diff gone, just... both wings gone. So it's pretty much a new roller needed. Uh, not not great uh, as they're meant to be racing on Thursday night in Alice Springs for um, because the Red Center Nats are coming uh, uh, yep. in, in Alice Springs. So the Motorsports NT have put on a, a big event for Speedway in, in Alice Springs as well uh-huh. to, to go along with that sort of motorsport you weekend. You going to fly down? No, no, definitely not. Not, sure, not this weekend. pretty big in the Speedway now. <laughs> uh, maybe I can have yeah, a pedal one day. Up there, <laughs> yeah. Get them all tied up. You're like, no, nah, this is my spot. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was a good. It it's a good. It was a good round. I did enjoy going out there. Um, beers were nice and cheap. The food was good. The viewing is great there because it's right. You forget how high up you enter on the top of Hidden Valley, and it's well, you build oh, it on the it's bottom of perfect, Valley. Perfect, isn't it? It's. I think Just it was a bit of, of a quarry swamp, originally. Get rid of the um the mozzies and the midges at night time, and you'll be good. Yeah, yeah. So and the and the dust was pretty low. We've had good racing all chariots as well. We've not had to grade or water our track at all in between any of the races, which has been good. And really started to lay some rubber down by the end of it. Oh, it slicked off a little bit on the Friday night. Yeah. And the track got quite dark and shiny, um, Mm. which made it interesting. A few slide jobs were happening, but we had a lot of crashes and stuff on Friday. It was uh, was not the cleanest. Yeah. Well, we did, we, we seen, um, so, uh, a local lad climbed the fence, an up and coming driver. Probably should mention his name. Um, Benny J, so Ben um, Atkinson Jr. He is 16 years old and he's got three pole positions beating some of the guys that are going to America and beating some of the Americans. Like he was very, very, very quick. Uh, anyway, he climbed the wall, um, had a little bit of a mishap, Did got up on the cushion. over the top of him? Is that the one? No. Well, so he climbed the wall and as he was falling back down, there was a, a, a lad, I think he's from Victoria possibly. I'm not sure. I could be correct on that. Um, Tim Van Ginnigan and uh, TVG went underneath him, just couldn't, couldn't avoid it. And, and, um, unfortunately the cars hit at a very awkward angle. Uh, so uh, as Benny was coming down, it actually went straight into where the driver area was. And we were all quite worried that it was, was they had the paramedics come out. Um, and you know, originally you're like, oh, he'll get out of the car. He'll get out of the car. The ambulance comes on track, lights on, obviously. And then the tops came out. Yeah. Now, tarps at a racetrack are never good. Yeah, so they're basically blocking the view out from all the kids and stuff. They were obviously at the track and didn't want them to see anything, which made us all start to think the worst. And yeah. anyway, after about 15 minutes... Um, the tarps came down and the dri- he, he walked out, under, or he climbed out under his own power. Yeah. Probably feeling a little bit worse for wear. So, uh, he'd been knocked out. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, he was out cold and um, yeah, when, eventually when he come to, they just made sure his neck and everything was still okay and that he could get out of the car. And it, yeah, that it would was all explain okay. exactly why the tops were there if you're unresponsive. Yeah. Yeah. But well, yeah, well, they weren't sure what was going on with him and they didn't want to try and extract him before they um, had him stabilized and made sure he was okay. So it took a little while, but uh, thankfully Tim was okay. He went mm-hmm. off to hospital and got a lot of scans because it was obviously a very severe crash. Um, just a very awkward crash. Don't often see that happen with Speedway on that sort of mm. Uh, a like, car going under a car, sort of. Yeah, thing. it was very odd to see. But yeah, anyway, he 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 was down there on the the Saturday night, not racing, but um, yeah, had a few chats over the over the PA, and it was all good. Oh, that's good. At least he's recovering well. I did think that you know, I've called on this podcast before, like time to move Speedway. Now I'm like, you know what, Speedway could do with an upgrade in the pit area. Mm. Um, it's a bit hard, I guess, with Speedway because they're all. They run transporters, and you don't know how many are coming at, at yeah. until like at last minute. Sort of like go karts, you know. But it's like they're entry list might only the come. Bush. They're in the scrub. There you go. Well, you got yeah, these hundred thousand dollar cars parked out in the bush. Yeah, on concrete grass. pads. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. Well, I guess they don't race during the day, so the the transporters are spectacular. They've got all their own lighting generators, air conditioners. The one with all the wood grain benches, uh, and wood grain cupboards. Yeah, I'd hate to see how much the transporters name? worth. The Rusty. Gr- Rusty. Yeah. yeah. He, Rusty Hickman. He's got a good kit. Yeah, it's a beautiful looking truck. He's got that, a nice car looking. Like, yeah, looking yeah. Car as well. Yeah. All right. Speedway's done. 
Okay. Uh, it is pretty good. much done for the season now in Darwin. We've not got any more 410s, I don't think, for the rest of the year. No more? No. Oh. Well, let's jump over into the supercars. We touched a little bit on about Taylor Bend. Yep. But what was your big taking point? I don't know. Oh, what did I take away from the weekend yeah. from supercars? Well, I did think everyone look very amateurish because they like couldn't stay on a track. <laughs> I think yeah. Well, we obviously learnt that a very very smooth surface with dust on it is extremely slippery. Uh, a little bit of dust goes a long way on that track. It does and no one likes the hard tyres. No, no. I think that's definitely something no, we will see next that's year a lie. go away. Laco likes the hard tyres. Yeah. No one else likes the hard tyres. I think it's something we might see change for next year. A lot of people are calling for it. Well, so obviously, they didn't know what this... There was no running. You didn't want to run the softs because what of that debacle we had a couple of years ago in Phillip Island where we were blowing softs. Yeah, yeah. Um, better be safe than sorry. But we definitely know next year. Leave those hard tyres at home. Just bring me some nice set of softs. Yeah. Um, other than that, it was... Yeah, it's good racing, good qualifying sessions. It was interesting to see that people paid big if they didn't get their first qualifying lap in with the fact that someone would go off and drag dust on and yeah. then all of a sudden you're just battling it. it you almost, can't win. Like, it was almost without. like wet weather qualifying. Just go out there and get a lap. It was a little bit, wasn't it? it? It's very different to other rounds or nearly every other round I've ever watched other than, like you said, in the wet Um the track normally gets faster and faster. And I think it was, was it Wing Cup that was, yeah, I think it was Wing Cup they were talking about. Did the fastest lap in the first. Yeah, he did that. But he said that the second um, second set of tyres he went out when, out on, he said was miles quicker, but there was just two corners with dust on him and he had to pull back so far to not go off the track mm. that he lost all the advantage. I think he said he was three-tenths up in the first sector alone. Hit that second sector with uh, turn six, I think, what is it, five, six, seven in it. That nice little... And and, and that was where the dust was. And he's like, I lost eight tenths in that one sector. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Even on the Friday, I'd never seen so many cars go. And I know I'm sounding just like Larco and Comto <laughs> and Scafi at the start. We're like, you don't spearing see this caliber of drivers spearing off. You had Lounsey. Well, yeah, McLaughlin, everyone was going off. Van Gisbergen, Wind Cup, Frosty, everyone was off. Yeah, um, it, it's definitely a track that brought a whole lot of different things to it. It has so many variations over the track. You need the car to be good here in the rear, good there in the front, you know, good under brakes. It's a long lap. It's it's equivalent to pretty much equivalent to Bathurst lap. Mm. Um, so it's it's it was very interesting. Yeah, something we haven't actually touched on because we skipped all the news. Because I just forgot about it, but I've just we'll remembered. Go, we'll get into it. We'll yeah. get into it. Matt Stone came out with some news uh, a couple of weeks ago. Really, yeah. They have decided to shelve the Falcons. Yeah, I, I can't imagine why. Don't know why. Um, I'm to be honest, I'm not surprised in the result they got in the VF Commodore. I that Commodore that they were driving this round was the same one that Bryce was driving in Townsville, and what we heard was, oh, that Commodore's still got a bit to go just to get up to speed and to be full competitive in the Super 2s. Yeah. So to bring that over into the main game, you know, hasn't had any real development on it since last year when Todd was driving it. Yes, it's very true. It's one of those things, isn't it? It's but I think this was more just a stick it up, triple, uh, not triple eight, let's, stick it up, Let's DJ give a, a quick cap, basically. Okay, give a cap. You know, it, it, They've not got the help that they were promised with uh, their Team Penske cars. That's mm. that's not. It's an untalked about, well-known fact. Yeah, there was sort of an agreement that I think, from what we heard, this is nothing set in concrete. We're not throwing anyone under the bus, but apparently a certain doctor at DJI may have promised a bit too much, and was unable to deliver on what he was promised. What he promised another team. Yeah, essentially the the cars were purchased to be up to date and whatnot, and they were not. And then there was rumours of you know this is very much one sided um, argument. You know we're not asked uh, Dr. Ryan's story, his side of it, so it could be completely wrong. But um, keeping them anonymous. Yeah, uh, it is. It is very. It is very. Um, basically, the support was not given that was promised. Yeah, and there. It, 
small teams they can't afford to be out there wasting time with a An inferior piece package. Yeah, inferior piece package, well, basically package. Um, I honestly think that the VF will be as quick as the the well, Penske car was. He did pretty quick. Well, like in practice one and two, I think Todd was fifteen, nineteenth uh, and twentieth, which. You know, they're not setting the field alight, but that's some of his best running he's done this season. Yeah, yeah. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see once they develop a little bit more on that car um, and they get back into... Once he feels comfortable in the yeah, car again. Yeah, like, used you know, to using twin spring. Well, they and getting used to the twin spring setup on that car as well, which they've not run. I don't know if they're going to get some data from Triple Eight or not, um, which would be believe. nice. So they've also announced that they're going to be running the ZB Commodore next year under a triple eight customer package or technical support a bit yeah. like techno um i think they've decided to look at techno and going look that one car set up one car team is doing quite well they purchase the car from triple eight they get to share the data triple eight help them out you know i'm sure if techno somehow pulls something out of the hat which they've done before triple eight might go to them what are you doing um yeah. but i think it's definitely the right thing to do I don't think single car teams can really do anything in this main game without having support from one of the bigger teams. Oh, you, you've got it's very very hard. You look at Lee Holdsworth. Yeah, you know, are they getting no, the data from Triple Eight? Uh, well, they weren't even doing the upgrades last year, so it's not been until this year that they've started doing upgrades. Is it Lee's is the only um, VF that was turned into a ZB? I thought that all new shit. No, there's but one chassis that must, was not. I reckon it would be him. I'm pretty if sure it was everyone, Lee. It's probably going to be Lee. I'm pretty sure it was Lee's car, which is the only one that. So it obviously tells you they're running on a bit of a tight budget. They hadn't been upgrading things. They've been trying to do their own upgrades. They stopped buying data. They started moving down the field. It just it's just not been the it's best story sad. for them. Like Lee Holsworth and Team 18 were doing pretty decent. They were a good mid-running car, and now. Well, they've come back a little bit now. Um, definitely come a long way in the last sort of couple months. But, um, yeah, it, 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 it is unfortunate. It's very hard for these one-car teams. They've only got one set of data. It's very hard to improve the car. You can't go out there and try in a practice it's session. Try the engineer's brain power. Yeah, and oh. you can't go out there and try two different setups and go, oh, that one's nowhere near the window. That one's close to the window. Bang that in both cars next session, and we'll both work in opposite ways and work out how to get to the center, you know, where the best point is for us to, for the third practice session, then bang, qualifying, you're on it. Mm. They don't have that. They go out there with a guest set up with half the engineers that these big teams that run multiple cars and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Some weekends they look like heroes and they, they get guess they're set up close enough at the start of the weekend that they can really work towards. But yeah, they can refine that setup. But yep. if you start on the wrong foot, then you're going to spend all weekend trying to get very on hard the right for them. Foot. Yeah, exactly. Very, very hard for them with only one set of data and you know only a few heads. So it's 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 hard for those one car teams. It's I think it is a positive move forward. Oh, I definitely think it's a good thing. I think this season might be good just for him to get obviously a lot more seat time. Exactly. Used to driving Loose in with the packs. and going to all the tracks as well. So mm. next year he'll have experience at the tracks. So some of these tracks he's not been to before, uh, which is going to be a, a vast improvement next year. He won't have to get there on a Friday and go, no, all right, I'm going to do track. P1 learning the track. Yeah. Um, he he will already know what the track is. They can dial in the car faster. And he's going to be straight off next year with a competitive package. Yeah, I know. He's going to have a brand new ZB. So. And, yeah, and at the start of the year, it'll be equal to all the other cars. Yeah, because you so, assume he's going to buy a 2019 one. So yeah, so that, that that's pretty cool. I, I like I like the idea of it. No, and that was great. I um, I was all excited when I read that news. I I didn't expect it to be honest. I no, after the conversations I had had, I didn't expect them to be bringing the the VF up. I actually didn't think they were allowed to. Yeah, they must so have done know something to get it through because I thought they. I asked um. I actually won. spoke to Todd's dad in Townsville and said, so what are the chances of running the VF in, you know, you move the, getting the VF into Super 2s, ditch one Falcon, why don't you put this one in? Because they already had the Triple Eight running gear in the other Falcon. Yeah, which was a secret as well, no one knew about. Yeah, and I'm but, like, well, why don't we just, why don't you use that? And they're like, oh, I don't know if we can get the VF in here because it's done, I don't know, something with the regs. Because it had been into Super 2s, they don't like the the chassis numbers going into Super 2s and then coming back to the main game without being upgraded. 
All right. I think they, I don't know. This is just me guessing. I haven't talked to Todd or, or his family or Matt Stone or any of them, not even Bryce. But uh, I wonder whether they got compensation from Triple Eight, which are uh, HRT now. Yep. Um, saying, look, we're, we're going to run a new car next year. Can we bring back a Triple Eight car so that we can learn to set this car up and understand the philosophy of the twin spring and the triple eight setup. Do you think setup. much change between the VF and the ZB, like, setup wise Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a bit different, different because different. the aero, aero the aero balance is really different, so I think it changes the spring rates and stuff that mm-hmm. you have to run front rear. Um, I think they dialed in a lot easier aero-wise to, yep. the, to the VF, um, but the, the aero makes more of a difference as well. Hmm. So if you get the arrow wrong, it, yeah, yeah, it makes a bigger difference. So it, I think it will be interesting um, to see them learning over this the rest of this year, and hopefully they can get a few little, um, you know, achievements this year that gives them the sort of a, a positive outlook for next year. Yeah, because they've had a, they've been kicked around this year, and it's it's been a hard year. Well, at least one thing I took out of it, or another thing I've taken out of it, Matt Stone must be pretty confident that they're staying in the main game next year. Yeah, well, it, it'd be interesting to see, wonder whether they were talking to them about their other license. Yeah, maybe they're only going to run two cars. Yeah. Because this whole talk about Simona going to Triple Eight is really starting to give me the... Mm, not well, a fan of it, because she's not as quick as... Look at the other Nissans, like Rick Kelly yeah. and Caruso. If she was going to be super competitive, she should be at least up with them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it it, it it is interesting because there's also rumours of Technos being brought out at the moment. Oh, are they? Uh, so the Kostekis are moving in on them and uh, looking at purchasing their whole team. Oh, so Jono Webb's like maybe... Going to pull out, yep. There was rumours at the start of the year that he didn't want to do this year anymore. Because he'd been sort of struggling with sponsors too. Yeah. So there was rumours about that. Now the rumours are that he's that may be fun to buy in, in the Kostekis, which have obviously flagged that they want to come to the main game. Yeah, yep. Um, so th- is this Jake's be... second? I think it'll be Kurt. Kurt, sorry. That'll go Jake. up. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't know why. I know why I thought of Jake, because Jake is a Kosteki. But yeah, Kirk is, Kurt is the one that he did a couple of rounds replacing Lee Holsworth. And did he do super? did he do wild cards last year as well? Uh, no, I think it was only this year. Just this year, yeah. Oh, possibly no. Actually, I think he did do one round last year. I think he did do a round last year. Because you got to think, if this is his second year doing wild cards and like Macaulay Jones' second year, they both must be taking a step up next year. Yeah, it it very interestingly there, isn't it? Like, where's Macaulay going to go? Tim Blanchard's spot. Even yeah. though Tim Blanchard did get third. In, in P1. Yeah, which is an outstanding effort for him. That's a long way up the field. Never seen his name that high up. The only no. time I ever see his name that high up is when he's long running long and everyone else is pitted and he <laughs> hasn't. <laughs> uh, oh. All right. Well, let's jump into the race because that's a good 20-odd minutes of us talking and we haven't even talked about the race. Well, it was well, Red Bull Show. Where Bolsa. was DJR? They were uh, a non-attendance this meeting, weren't they? Very much so. Like not practice, everything. Scotty was not there. Fabs was not there. Getting messages from mates going, oh, where did you know? Where did Shane finish in practice?" And I was like, "Ah, fourth or whatever he was." He's like, "Where did Scotty finish?" I'm like, "Not in the top ten. And I didn't really twelfth and seventeenth or something. Yeah, like it that. was pretty far down the field. And he's like, "Oh, why?" Which, and I'm like, I "Don't know." It, they just no couldn't answers. get the setup in the couldn't window. Get the tires to turn on. Yep. That you see how many times, like I think in qualifying or maybe P practice three on the Saturday morning, that front end of that car, it was splitter, yeah. The front splitter was moving an inch from the bonnet. Yeah, it was uh, basically like I covered it later in the in the meeting. They said that uh, basically they're trying to get the tires to work better, and they moved the front ride height lower and lower to get more response out of the front. But when they did that, they allowed the arrow to suck the splitter to the ground. Yeah, and it pulled it away from the top, and it just oh, it did not look comfortable to it's drive. It's tried to smash everything to pieces as well, like the vibrations. They're having the ZB problem. Yeah, yeah. You, mean you wobble your front splitter and break it. Mm. God, can you imagine if that happened? All the uproar that would have been. How funny <laughs> is it now that no one cares about the composite guards? 
Started yeah, it's year. all over. First round, that was like all the talk. Conference at guards, conference at guards. Now you wouldn't even hear that being talked once in the pit paddock. <laughs> but in Clipsal, man, I tell you what, the whole grandstand was ever was like, it's these bloody composite guards. Oh, that <laughs> makes them faster. That's why they're faster. Yeah. Like, even though they weigh the same, but it's no composite guards. Yeah. Anyway. Nothing to do with the fact that the arrow on them was more Triple efficient. Triple A were not hiding the fact that they went out and employed a British engineering company to do all the aero work yeah they, st- they straight up that's one of the reasons why the cars costed more they're like we've put a lot more money into the development of these cars yeah we want to win yeah so it'd be interesting to see if it's all in vain when the mustang comes around i wonder how much money they're going to put into the the mustang aero must be a, must do a bit Mm. It would be interesting. There's already a lot out there, so they might just poach a bit of it. Yeah. Because well, that Mustang, Mustang already not. runs GT3 categories. It runs... NASCAR. N- yeah. Well, NASCAR probably doesn't switch over, but... It, it runs in NASCAR. <laughs> All the pictures they use is the NASCAR Mustang. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, it, it runs in so many other racing categories. Yeah, yeah, it, they'll be able to... And because it's Ford America and Ford Global Motorsport that said yes. Yeah. So they're obviously pulling the powers from everywhere. Well... Okay. I mean, <laughs> it's not like us to not actually talk about what we're meant to talk about. <laughs> so you wanted to talk about a race at some stage. Oh, there you? was two of them. Uh, okay. Well, same one, then Wink Up one. <laughs> <laughs> the end, Is man. It? You sound like every Ford fan on the internet at the moment. <laughs> hey, what I picked else? Scotty to win this weekend and it didn't come through for me at all. <laughs> I know. And um, I went was, through and did the points on the weekend. Uh, yeah, there was a bit of crap that... talking going on. Let's, let, let me just say. <laughs> JD's currently, as of after Spa, is sitting on... 10 points, potentially with a protest. <laughs> um, and I'm on five. Yes, yes. But man, there was a lot of shit talking from me on Saturday. So I'm going ah. two points and, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing yeah. a Shane. I'm coming in strong on the second half of the season and you're going to do a Scotty. Yeah, I did I did throw, probably should have used um, Hamilton or someone else that was in less... Not going to lose the championship lose lead the championship in one weekend. You're like, well, it doesn't matter. I, I'm doing to a Scotty and still lead the championship. <laughs> yeah. I was going to message you on fr- on Sunday afternoon going, well, what's this leading business? <laughs> but I'd already done the math on the whiteboard and realized I'm still five points behind. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's, it's true. It's not it's not as easy as it, it may sound to no, pick one winner out of, of the zeros. T- yeah, to pick, especially V8s. <laughs> yeah. To pick one winner out of a field of, what are those, 26? 26, 28 with wildcards. Yeah, with wildcards. So, you know, it, obviously you can probably neglect to pick 10 to 12 of them. I was going through some of my picks. I'm like, why did I pick him? <laughs> but you don't get strokes of genius like me picking um, Dean Fiore in yeah, Super 2s. Yeah, I know. We don't do Super 2s <laughs> anymore. Because <laughs> that was unbelievable. Sometimes, I guess, with my heart. <laughs> Yeah, same. And not my head. So lately I've been uh, just sort of going with, I want this person to win. But maybe I'll have to bring back the... Okay, right there. Anyway, this let's talk a little bit at least about the Saturday race. Off the line, we had Red Bull 1-2. They did front row lockout, both races. Um, yeah. And Jamie really was a rocket off the line both days. He was, he was. He, he commanded position down into turn one. Obviously, Shane had did a much better start on Saturday compared to Sunday's burnout he did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he wasn't allowed to do a burnout on Saturday afternoon. Because where did Shane qualify on the Saturday? He didn't qualify. Did he? Yes. Was it a front row lockout? Yes. I thought he passed a few cars. Well, who am I thinking of that passed a few cars on the Saturday? Courtney and Lowndes. Up like 17 million spots. I was thinking about Lowndes. Here you go. My only point notes that I did take. JC up 16, Lowndes up 15. I know. Obviously, not qualifying very well for them. Uh, And the Nissan's got a good... Double podium. Yeah. Not qualifying very well was a, a real hitter for, the, um, obviously, Lowndes and, and Courtney because they both had really like good race pace on the Saturday. Watching Lowndes qualify last mm. on the Saturday, I was like, it's all right, Lowndes. You don't have to race at this track anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you obviously don't like it. Um, no, sorry. He qualified 25th. Yeah, right in front of... James one Cody. main game driver and two. And oh no, one. Nah, Todd was down the bottom. Todd, where did um, what's his name? BJR son. Macaulay nineteenth man. 
Wow, that's impressive for yeah, wild card. See, also, McCauley's got the best wild card entry. He's got a new chassis for the wild card. That's mm. not his. D- that's not his Super Two drive car. Yeah, it's true. And he's got all the the engineering and feedback and from all the others. DJR were just on point this weekend. I think they had two or three top six finishes or something. When you're gritting your teeth. DJR or BJR? BJR. Sorry. Yeah, I'm like, DJR. I'm like, ooh, that's cringe, cringeworthy. Yeah, sorry, BJR. <laughs> yeah, Brad yep. Jones Racing. Yes, um, they had a, sh- a, a good weekend, yeah. They're... Slade ninth in the qualifying. Slade could have done a better job, I think. He did have that that off in the Saturday race that cost him a few positions or one mm. position. Um, a lot it, of people had offs costing It was, positions. it was. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, What really threw... Well, that coming from Sydney, when we had a nice 300-kilometer race and we actually had strategy, and then we watched the race here, and... It was over in a flash. It was really quick, and the only two cars, I think, that could have had... Well, there was four cars, I think, that pitted before the safety car. Lowndes, Mostert, Waters, and Slade. They were the only four cars that pitted before the safety car, and I don't even know if it helped them that much. I don't think it did. I think it actually hindered them. Because I think they got stuck behind everyone. Because it's such a long track. It is. It is a really long track. And to think that's not even the GT track as well. That's the, the shorter track. Yeah. It so goes right up yeah, to 7 kilometers or something. Chaz Mostert, 9th. Craig Lowndes, 10th. Slade, 12th. Waters, 13th. Yeah. They were the only guys that pitted before the safety car. Everyone else pitted before at uh, the safety car. Oh, I don't think Garth pitted at the safety car. Oh, you don't reckon? Well, I wonder mm. why that was. No. So do you want to let people know why he stopped on track? Okay, so so Garth Tander, as he pulled out onto the track to roll around to the grid, the car coughed and stopped. So they pushed it back to the to the um, basically to his shed and uh, plugged the computer in to work out what was wrong with the car. Mm-hmm. And they ended up finding that it had come out of sync between. So you got two sensors. You got a cam and a crank angle sensor, and they have to find home. Your, your cam angle sensor normally has a home on it. And your crank angle sensor just tells you, that, you know, how many RPM it's spinning and it and when to fire. Yeah, basically, you know, the home sensor tells the engine when number one comes to top dead center. Blah blah blah. Don't need to get too de- technical, but they have to be in sync mm-hmm. so that the engine, the computer knows when to fire the injectors, when oh, to fire the coils. Yeah, otherwise, you know, it would just wouldn't run. It just wouldn't. It the just wheel stops on track. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if it if it doesn't send spark at the right time, like it's just not going to run. Anyway, and that's what happened. It didn't run. So they brought it back. They couldn't work out what was wrong. So they just flashed the computer with another tune and chucked it on the computer. And it resynced the sensors and it, it ran. And they thought, hmm, beauty, we've fixed it. Garth was complaining. It feels like it's down a long way on horsepower. But he said, at least we've got something to play with here. Yeah. Went out. And I think they did around 10, 12 laps. Yeah, and it was lap seven. Okay. Way under that. Yeah, but seven laps. Seven laps on this track is a long time. Yeah, well, yeah, it's true. It is true. So he he got seven laps out of it, and it coughed and stopped coming onto the straight. Yeah, and he had to pull over and park in an awkward position, which ended up bringing out a safety car. They ended up getting the car back into the pits, and they fixed it. They mm. towed it back into the pits, um, under safety car. And yeah, they fixed it. They put a new crank angle sensor in it. They, there was a break in one of the wires to the crank angle sensor. Um, reset it all, sent him. He actually got a penalty from that day. Really? What for? So they didn't do their mandatory pit stop. Because he was lapsed down, was... he said, we strategically, we didn't want to waste a set of tires. So he said, I don't care. They didn't care that they got a... 15 or 20, 30, 40 second penalty. He said it didn't matter. With like They're three laps down. Yeah. So he said, we just went out there, we changed things on the car, did a little bit of a test session to try and learn more for the, the Sunday race. And he said it, it did work. We He's like, we did learn some things. Yeah, um, get out of the way of Andre Heingartner. That's what you learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. And, he, and they saved another set of obviously green tires for the Sunday. There you go. So, yeah, that was I didn't realise that. I knew he finished last, but I didn't realise he then took an additional penalty. Yeah, he finished, yeah. what, 1, point, 1 minute 15 seconds behind Kurt Kostecki. Yeah, well, Kurt obviously had his own problems <laughs> on the Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday or Sunday did he pluck the rear out. Uh, I think there was Saturday race as well. Oh. I mean, we're great at recapping this. Yeah, oh, exactly. 
anyway, the really exciting stuff was James Courtney and Craig Lowndes just carving up the field. Courtney was Courtney a man he was on a mission. It. He's like, this was the most fun he's had in a long time. It was, he was an absolute man on a mission at the start of that race. He just he took like five people on the first lap. Yeah. If there's like, a video the... on supercars.com and just go watch it. It's of every pass that Courtney made that race weekend, uh, that yeah. Saturday race. That's one thing I've got to take from this weekend. It was passing was, you know, it wasn't undoable here. It was, it was pretty doable. Give it another seat. Give it another year. Let everyone's now learnt the track. Hopefully next year it won't be so dusty. Yeah, well, I that's think one it's going to be a bit hard. When you look when they did the helicopter shot, you're like, yeah, the only bit where there's grass is that racetrack. Mm. The rest of it's. Yeah, but yeah. the the dust was really not from blowing from elsewhere. It was from the, when the cars dragging went off and spinning it, and then dragging the dirt on. I think that'll be done by next year. I honestly think the grass. It's you're not going to tear it up as easy, so I think it, I think it'll be fixed. I don't think it'll Otherwise, be a problem. Otherwise, mate, just going to spend another million dollars on turf. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll just get concrete and paint it green. <laughs> we'll just have. I'm surprised green. they just didn't put astroturf out there or something. Well, it I mean, is a very F1 looking um, track. It is a very F1 looking track, and that was the old done thing, wasn't it? Astroturf, everything. I don't think they didn't get that F1. Uh, it's not FIA grade one rated. Grade two, I think. Yeah, I think it would be upgradable pretty easily. Like, I don't think there's any problems there. So, um, but yeah, it's it's one of the highest level tracks in Australia. I think it is the highest level, yeah, it is other than Melbourne. Melbourne, which is grade one. Well, um, Shane got the race win. You know, Jamie could have like not had to double stack if they pulled him in when they saw Gartana stopped on the track. True. They went around him, and they kept going. True, but, but at that point you didn't know there why was no stopped. safety car out I there know, at I that know. point. So it's a wonderful thing, but if you did pull him in, then he would have actually won the race. You reckon? I don't reckon. Because he would have been going. They were still doing race they were pace. Still doing race pace, but it wasn't long after they went past that they called safety car. Yeah, true, true. It would have been. It would be interesting to look at the data and it see. It would have been on the podium. But let's not take away the fact that Kelly and Caruso got two and three. Like second and Double third. Double podium for Nissan was a massive outcome from Saturday. The year that Nissan have pulled the plug is the year they're performing the best. Yeah, maybe they're like, come back. But you know the only reason why they're doing so well in this track? Is because everyone's like, oh, well, they can turn the tyres on in qualifying, which is code for they get heat into the tyres really easily. Yeah. And then they run out of race pace because they've they put got too much heat <laughs> in their tyres. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's true. It's something um, that... These smoother circuits seem to really, um, I don't know, suit them. Mm. You know, like the, the 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 grippy, smooth asphalt seems to just bring those nissans when they're saying to they, life. You know, had no tire dag and they were doing really well there. I'm like, well, the nissans are going to be good. And I think what did Kelly had a sense of failure or something on the Sunday as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why he sort of dropped off the pace. But anyway, so on the Saturday race, Shane. Come away with a race win. Yep. Jamie did a really good job. Come back from, I think he dropped down to eighth and he ended up finishing fourth. Now he did a pretty good recovery drive to pass up, pass everyone to get up to fourth. He was a little annoyed that he didn't get um, a podium. podium. He was cut. He probably was cut. He was whinging about it the next day. Like, I'm not going to make it easy today. Don't let, don't think I'm just going to. Wave someone past like I did yesterday and yeah. then get caught double stacking and go back from not even coming second he to... He went from second to eighth in the pit stops. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see how that... it's He's got a bit of fire in that belly again, I think. Yeah. I, I, I really... I really do think he's um he's found some form. I think all the Triple Eight cars have found form. But it just could be as easy. As much as I'm like, yeah, they found form, they're going to be... Here we go. But, you know, we're coming up to Sandown... Tickford won that last year. It's an enduro. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Interesting one, isn't it? Um, hard to pick. You obviously got Lowndes. It's done unbelievably well there over the years. Um, he's teamed up with Richards again, and I'm not sold on Richards. No, I'm not either. I actually think Lowndes will do better next year in the enduros than he does when this year. Cup. Yep. Um, so, and that's a given, I guess. You know, you take someone that's in the main game for so long. First year out, put them with the best or one of the best drivers in the main game yeah. at, at the moment. You're obviously going to have a good time. I wonder if 
like Triple Eight could just get Lounsey a lot more seat time now because they could probably just go out and do a lot more ride days because he wouldn't be under the restrictions. Next year? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. I mean, it's not like, you know, I don't think Lounsey's going to lose his touch. No, I don't think so either. I think Lowndes will be open to doing GT stuff and that as well next year, which will be fun for him. Um, anyway, let's... And on Sunday, Jamie won and Shane came second. Okay. <laughs> Formula One, we've been on 40 minutes. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh, Scotty lost the championship lead. He's now trailing Shane by 19 points. It's been um, a tough couple of weeks for the TJR guys with obviously what happened in Sydney um, was not a good outcome for them. This is the first weekend since Sydney 2016. Like, not Sydney Motorsport Park, but Sydney 500. That mm. DJR has not won, got a podium in a race weekend. Wow. Bro, they didn't Can't get a podium in Bathurst last year. Did Fabs get in the podium on Bathurst? Last year. No, I don't think so. I don't know where I read that stat from. Ever, I'll retract that. I, I don't know if I'm telling you porkies. Triple Eight are now the most winniest team in supercars. Mm, they are, aren't they? Is a, they have the all-time win record um, with a, an impressive um, win rate of every 2.6 races. Unbelievable, isn't it? Mm. That's nearly 50%. Yeah, well, they've they've had a hundred and well, it's close to it. You know, it's between fifty and a third, but it's still, it's it's amazing. So what is it? They hundred and five. Triple Eight has won one hundred and eighty-one races in a hundred no four hundred and seventy-one race starts. Mm, it's impressive. So the next team has Walkinshaw. They've started the race. They've had seven hundred and seventy-nine starts, and I can't see how many. Ah, oh, they started the weekend on 179. So, sorry, let me just. This is. I'm trying to read and talk at the same time, and I'm also trying to paraphrase. <laughs> so, I'm just going to read the article. <laughs> Here we go. Roland Dane's operation started the weekend on 179 wins, one w- one behind Walkinshaw and Andretti United, which was the Holton Racing team until the end of 2016. Triple Eight's new record came from 100 471 races. At a strike rate of a, a strike rate of a victory every two point six races, with Walkinshaw having now started seven hundred and seventy nine races since Amaroon Park in nineteen ninety. Impressive stats, aren't they? Really. Well, you, and then you look down at Dick Johnson's um, Dick Johnson DJR Team Penske have got one hundred and one race victories from eight hundred and seventy two starts. Like th- these are big, big, big names, and it, it's an impressive short. What's uh, impressive is amount of races. 181 race wins from Triple Eight. Jamie's got 112 of them. Yeah, because I don't think Jamie's won in any other. He hasn't won. He in, no, he never won. He's in never any won other. in GRM or any other team. No, he's only the run closest at he got was a second uh, when he was in Tasman Motorsport mm. um, at Bathurst. I think it was second, third, second. I think. So Pretty sure you know. Second. Anyway, podium. Yeah, podium. I mean, you know us, guys. We're going to tell the facts. We know everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just trust us. But anyway, us. that's pretty good. <laughs> Jumping over to the Formula One from one of my favorite tracks, or if not my favorite track, Spa. Spectacular weekend, isn't it? It was great. It's amazing. It's big news in Formula One. Yeah, what was that? Force India is not called Force India anymore. They're called Racing Point Force India. Yes. I... And they're a brand new race team. Yes, brand new. Everything's the same except for... They've got no... Well, they don't have any... They've got points name. now. <laughs> they, they they had to sacrifice all of their championship constructors' points. Yeah, look, it was it was a bit of a, a hard choice. Um, they Obviously, the teams were going to step in the way of them getting their points anyway. Haas, McLaren, um, and Williams have all protested uh, them getting the points at the end of the season regardless. All the but smaller teams that are... They are fighting for those points. Mm. Um, but they also had another very good reason to allow that side of the business to go and the racing license to go. So they're now under a new racing license and a new business name essentially because 
of the the buyout. Well, because of the lawsuits that um, VJ is getting under in, in India for fraud and for basically borrowing money off banks, never paying it back and whatnot, that funded that team uh, yeah. for a while. And now... It, Libya Media actually stepped in to help Force India or Racing Point Force India allowed to race. Yeah, so they, they put pressure on the FIA to give them another license. So the, this is not the same license. It's a different license. Basically just to cover their asses. Otherwise, they didn't want to buy Force India. Mm. Um, because it was, you know, spend hundreds of millions, millions of can't get a race pounds and, and then all of a sudden, well, buy it and then the court sees it because it's proceeds of crime. Yeah. So they, they, they had to be very, very careful. I'm sure there was a lot of lawyers involved and it was very much last minute. It was pretty much on the Friday it all came out. Well, yeah, Thursday, Thursday um, I was the FIA still had the... taking the stickers off the transporters. So Thursday, the FIA still had to, well, John Todd had to sign the um, the licensing essentially for them to race for the weekend. Mm. That's how close it was. Now, Racing Point Force India is already ahead of Williams in the Constructors' Championships. <laughs> they're only one point behind Sauber. That's amazing, isn't it? So they're pretty much, oh, they're not pretty much back where they were. I think they were sitting at about four, uh, fifth. Fourth or fifth or fourth? Fifth, I think. I think they were fifth. I'm pretty sure Renault would, had, had overtaken them. But, I mean, the double points finish. I mean, they're qualifying on Sunday. Unbelievable, on, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Sunday in the wet. Yeah. They Obviously, just they lucky. played it right. They, they played it right. They did, but, you know, triple, uh, triple eight. Red <laughs> Bull Racing did not play it right, and Christian Horner said that. They're like, we thought the rain was coming. We went out there, got to get the lap in early. They didn't have enough fuel to do more laps. And yep. then the rain stopped. Kimi Raikkonen like, was the same, fell in the same trap. He had to park it early and the track started to dry. That Everyone was going faster and faster, but it was too late. Couldn't feel the car and get it back out there again. So, um, especially on such a long lap as well, you don't, you can't just send a car with a minute and a half to go and get them around the track to the next. No, you uh, can't. Get a set of time to lap. It's just one of those things, unfortunately, for um, uh, quite a few unlucky drivers. Something I saw today on Reddit. Um, it was entitled Records Are Made to Be Broken. And earlier this year, on the eleventh of April actually, they had the World Endurance Time uh, the World Endurance Championship at Spa. And the number one Porsche actually Yeah. Well this wasn't that wasn't for the endurance championship, but was it? I yeah, thought this is when they the No, they they run the Porsche just they just changed it. Oh, did they? So that doesn't no longer uh, fits the the regulations for World Endurance Championship. They've okay. actually been going around deliberately trying to beat records around the world at different tracks. Oh, really? With this car, yeah, yeah. It's been because I don't think it's Porsche. Porsche, no, Porsche pulled out. That's, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. What the, what so am I yeah, so about? the Porsches um, basically no longer run in, in the World Endurance Championship. Hmm. So they took last year's winning car and they modified it to now go out and just be a track destroyer. Yeah, so they celebrated with the fastest time around Spa. Yeah. With a 141.8. And there's a nice photo of all the crew out there, and I guess they would have been pretty happy because they set it. Um, and then there's a picture of the press conference with every single driver, like Kimi, Sebastian, and Hamilton, all went faster than that time. Unbelievable, isn't it? Mm. And it, it, was big, it was a big talking point. Everyone, so everyone's been asking about, oh, why, how can that car go faster than Formula One car? And then this year we've gone back to the track and we've beaten the time yeah. anyway, which is awesome. Which is good for a Formula One fan. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I love the, the World Endurance Championship cars. Mm. They're great cars. They're a good piece of machinery, but Formula One, mate, Formula One. Well, it, it it's meant to be the pinnacle and it's good to see it back up on top. Yeah. So... Hamilton actually pipped Vettel for pole. Yeah, yeah. That was my one little jab at you going, you're like, oh, well, when we were doing our little, it was, little it was banter a, back a and forth. A bit forward, of shit talk going on, yep. And you're like, ah, oh, well, you know, I'll get a point tonight. I'm starting on pole. He's like, yeah, but in a slow car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, shut up. You don't have to tell me, all right? <laughs> I'm taking anything I can get. And, oh, my God, is the Ferrari so much faster than that Mercedes at this track? 
straight line speed is um this, it was pretty controversial this track over really the weekend. Exposed Ferrari's strengths and exposed Mercedes weaknesses, which I yeah. think made it a lot worse than what it really is. Hasn't this season just been seesawing? We got around Silverstone and the Mercedes basically looked untouchable speed-wise. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, here's the updates. You know, here we go again. It's a bit like last year when the second half of the season come through and Mercedes just dominated. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's unbelievable. And it, you can see it breaking Hamilton's will. He's made a few funny comments as well, which he's been absolutely burned oh, in the media. Christian Horner? Oh, when... Oh, when yeah. Hamilton whinges about Ferrari, I feel like going out and getting my violin for him. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, oh, we've only had four years of your car being the supremely dominant yeah, car yeah. out there. It's all good. Like, but Hamilton also wins when Red Bull was dominant. Yeah. Imagine if he went like if Hamilton comes out like oh, it's a bit boring when we're in the dominant car. Like, yeah. Give everyone better cars. I don't know. Do you remember that? Um, God, it must have been. 2016, maybe, Vettel and Hamilton were in the press conference and he, he basically said to him, um, he's like, oh, well, it'd be nice to know what they're doing down there because they're so much faster. That was Vettel talking about Hamilton. Yep. And Hamilton's like, yeah, or Rosberg maybe. I think it might have been Rosberg. He's like, yeah, just come down and see what we're doing. He's like, all right, uh, P2 uh, <laughs> debrief, I'll be there. And he's like, all right, I'll let you in. And it was like this big sort of weird sort of standoff in the, the press conference. <laughs> Should have done it. Yeah. <laughs> just do it like, just talk garbage, guys. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> take a just, second off all our times. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I understand. No, I didn't have any of that. <laughs> jumping back to the Formula One, how bad was it during the the telecast when Larko was looking at the radar? V8 Supercars. The V8 Supercars, sorry, yeah. yeah. When Larko was looking at the radar talking about the speed traps... And oh. going that the Red Bulls, the Red Bull Triple Eight Commodores were like thirty k's, 30 k's an, hour. an hour faster down the thing, and they were like Crompto and Scafi were rubbishing him, going, "Come on, mate, come on, mate!" And then he's gone and done his investigation, going, "They put the bloody speed trap in the braking zone." Like, you know, he's like, "You know where I would put my speed trap? Middle of the street. We go on the fast, you know, not in the braking zone." Yeah, but I think all that showed you was how late the Triple Eights were braking. It really did. It showed you that they were going in much deeper into the corners. Yeah, mm. really did. So, okay, let's jump back into Spa and let's talk about this big crash. Jump back in the Spa, right. Jump back in the Spa. Splash. Yeah. Uh, well, wh- where do you want to start with this crash? Because if you start where the, the commentator started, which was all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Really, uh, it, it was a, a bit of a... I think everyone got a good hit. Yeah, so Hulkenberg locked... All four wheels in the end, coming into the first corner. Bit of a rookie move, to be honest, um, at that corner. To his credit, at least the driver put his hand up. He's taking penalties in um, Monza. He's got grid place penalties. And he straight up said, no, that's all my fault. Take full responsibility. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to pay the 3.6 million euros of damage that got happened. Yeah, yeah. Michael actually found a price list of... What had been um, repaired on all the cars that were involved in the incident? And, and Cheapest it's quite thing: costly. race tires. Yes, fifteen hundred euro for a set of four. Yeah, um, pretty good deal. That's not a bad deal. That's yeah. not a bad deal. You know, I that, mean, it did come out. You I could have a bad Gaddy Veyron and spend you know four times that much on a tire. More, but see, I did have to do a bit of digging. Pirelli don't make money off the tires that they sell to the teams. Yes. Pirelli are in there for sponsorship and R and D. Yeah, not to profiteer off race teams. So, which is get, nice. I don't think you'd oh. be allowed to. Oh, I think they Dunlop would be. make a pretty penny off supercars. I think they'd be making a little bit. Yeah, I honestly do. But I think it's a part of the deal of getting your brand out there. Mm. Um, your sponsorship is selling at cost price or maybe a marginal profit margin for you. Nine percent cover yep. your staff. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think it's really a um a done thing to go out there and rape and pillage the uh, race teams for all their money just to put tires on their cars yeah, for every weekend. Otherwise they're like, I'm not buying it and I'm we're gonna have the whole US Grand Prix debacle. I think That's different but I think there will be all the problems with um teams basically kicking up a stink about not wanting to use more tires and then the racing would yeah, basically falter from that. Yep. So it is something that they've got to keep under control like you know teams like red bull ferrari and mercedes probably wouldn't care whether they were five times that price yeah yeah. but a team like sauber williams 
Racing point force India. Yeah, probably would hurt them a lot. Yep. All right, so Hulkenberg has locked up and plowed into the back of Alonso. Yes. The flying Spaniard. Yeah, well, the flying Spaniard got flying again, didn't he? He did. Um, he clobbled Charles Leclerc. Nice, nice. Yep, smash, clobbled. Yeah, climbed over him. He did. The halo did exactly what it's meant to do. If you, have you seen the video, the, uh, the frame by frame? We actually yeah. see when he hits the halo, then he goes up and over, away from the cockpit. Yep. Um, I guess now we all love the halo. It's fantastic. I mean, I guess it is a safety feature. We're just going to learn to love it. Um, the formula 5,000 coming out, the open world Australian series they're making. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to have halos. Um, I think the only open world series now left without halos or new ones is bloody Indy. Yeah. I guess you've got all the old series of, um, yeah. formula Ford and, Ford didn't and have Halo Formula Three, I don't think I've them on yet, but there, I'm sure there'll be something that's going to come through until we come up with a a different option, either capsules or or whatnot's happening. Used to them now, you, yeah. And uh, after we've seen a couple of races this year, look, I don't know if the drivers would have died, but it is a possibility, or they could have had head injuries. It's a possibility, mm. and a couple of crashes already in one year. We're not even done a whole year no, with no, these. We've had two at least. With the halo, you had that one in Canada. Yeah. Um, so it uh, they've sold. They're sold for me. Like that's yeah, it's that's done. them. It's, you it's, can't yep, go backwards ticket, now. It's fine. They may not look the best. I've gotten used to it. We've all agreed. Halos are good. But that crash just caused damage to everyone's car. It did. It did. It took a lot of people out of the race. Um, people Smashed. ended up getting Do you reckon that's a little the reason bit involved. Why Ricardo hit the back of Kimi. Because so he Ricardo, had no rear spoiler. So Ricardo got tied up. It's, this is it's so hard at the start. There's multiple crashes. So Bottas ended up running clean up the back of the Williams of um, Sorokin, and I think Sorokin then hit um, the Toro Rosso, which then pushed the Daniel Ricardo into um, across into Raikkonen. Yep. This is how much damage we're we're talking. Literally eight cars at the start of this race had a pretty substantial damage yeah substantial damage at you know out of a 20 car field it is massive and um it was a bit disappointing like when i thought alonso clipped ricardo and smashed possibly possibly he had no rear wing yeah possibly i'm I'm, we had a very low downforce wing he did extremely like they were running months of wing anyway but yeah yeah. uh, but then this one had no side pods yeah it was just 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 the t wing (laughs) yeah he just had the little little wing on the back Turns so, out not enough downforce to continue. <laughs> yeah. But they did a fantastic job, those Red Bull boys and they, girls. They turned that car around. 40-minute job yeah. in 10 minutes. Yeah. Unbelievable. And lucky it's such a long lap too. He only lost two laps. Mm. So under safety car, that safety car must have been going slow enough that he only lost a couple laps. And they still retired him. Yeah. Well, they managed to get one lap back on that safety car and they were probably hoping for more safety car sessions, which yeah. was a possibility with so many damaged cars out there. You don't know oh, you if know. one of them's going to fail and just stop on a straight or something like that. Um, but unfortunately there was nothing else that could get Daniel to come un- unlapped and they decided they'd retire the car once they realized that there was no chance of Daniel making his way back through the field. Sebastian Vettel came away with a win. He I did. mean, there was some good battles. Bot- Valtteri Bottas did a fantastic job to drive up through the field, and I think he finished third. Um, he, did. He, he did a fantastic job. There um, was a point there was Esteban Ocon was like, bloody all this talk about me not having a race seat next year. I'm going to try and go for the race lead. <sighs> Unfortunately, I had to pull out and lost two positions in that. <laughs> yeah. I think he was actually up ahead, technically in first, and then dropped back to fourth. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. Um. I guess, you know, you had Perez and and Ocon doing a great job this weekend mm. uh, in, a, in such a small team that's gone through adversity to get even to the track this weekend. Oh. It's a miracle to see how fast they turn those cars out and they, everyone's still focused, so it's awesome. I can't wait to see where that team goes with some new backing, oh, let's, some more yeah. money. Um, I'm interested to see them next year. Like you got they could be, um, yeah, they could be where Renault is this year, I reckon. Mm. No, uh, I think good. Renault will move closer to Red Bull. I don't think they'll beat Red Bull next year, but I think they'll move closer. And I think Force India might, Force India and Haas might move forward. Hopefully. I want to have more teams fighting for race wins. 
Yeah, it'd be a dream, wouldn't it? It would. I don't think we're going to get that until 2021. Just. It's interesting to see even then. I guess we're already talking about having um, some caps start to come through. Yeah, they're talking about doing a small, like a light budget cap for next year. So I don't know how they're going to do that with some of these teams. You can't just all of a sudden make, you know, 50 or 100 people are redundant, you know. Yeah. Like, what, then, do, what do you like do? Like Mercedes have like a thousand people or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the the amount of employees, where, where do you find it? These big teams also do, you know, so say Sauber, they they run a race team and they have people that do it, the engineers and they have people building cars and people um, designing gearboxes and whatnot. I think maybe Sauber actually get their gearbox from uh, Ferrari now. I'm not sure. They might have done a deal. But... Then you've got people like uh, Red Bull. They have hundreds of people just in marketing. Oh, yeah. You almost Then what's going to happen is they're going to subdivide their, the station. So, like, they'll have to. You have yeah. to, like, that's Red Bull marketing division. They're our own business and they send us an invoice. And so not, their bills are done differently. Well, and that's exactly right. How do you stop all of this? Mm. I guess with a budget cap, you stop them paying them so much. And then Red Bull sponsors the marketing people and it, they get around it that way. It's going to be a, a weird market. place. Smarter yeah. people than us are going to work it out. It's going to be hard to, it's going to be very, very hard to control because you don't want to cap it so much that people like Red Bull pull their backing out because it's all about the image and the marketing and stuff like that. And if you start capping the racing and they can't win, mm. which they already struggle because of engines, but if you make it so they can't win they're and then you right. take the marketing value away from them as well, they're going to be gone and you're going to lose another great team from Formula One. The honest fact is Formula One is just a bunch of ads going around really quick. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like uh, racing in general is, you know, none of that stuff's cheap. Um, even supercars, you know, just the stickers on helmets and stuff are worth a fortune. Mm. So, Talking about stickers on cars, mm. if you're going down to the Gold Coast 600 or Bathurst 1000 or Sandown 500, do not, do not ask. Do not ask me why I did them in reverse, but I did. <laughs> if you're going to any of those events and you get to pop into the pits, go have a look at the big mate car and look on the boot, take a photo of it, and tag us in it. Because Send we'll it be in. on there. Yeah. Breaking Late Podcast will be on the back of the big mate Commodore. Yep. The Enduro Cup. Yep. Supporting the, the two young fellas out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, having a crack. Having a crack. Now, okay. Vettel one, Hamilton second, Valtteri Bottas. Cool. Monza next uh, week. It wasn't Valtteri Bottas in third. It was Max Verstappen. Thank you. Ah, oh, yeah. Valtteri got fourth. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we've been going for so long, I've forgotten. <laughs> who's, your, who's your pick for Monza? Monza. Well, I'm, well I've got to go Vettel. Vettel. Yeah. yeah. I told you that before. I said you can't take Vettel. I'm How about we it. flip for it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go Kimi. Well, all right. We, we can flip for it if we flip for Shane next week. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. So I know you're going to pick him next week. <laughs> JD Vettel. Why aren't you going Hamilton? <laughs> Michael. Hamilton will now win. Like something will happen and Hamilton will win. Just well, like a, Kimi hasn't won in so long. I want Kimi to win too. Yeah, I, I won't even be upset. Mercedes, I don't think Ferrari's going to let him win. I think they will. It, say if something happens to Vettel, I think they'll let Kimi win. I like Vettel comes fourth or something. Maybe yeah. he gets front wing damage, first corner, has to work his way back from midfield, gets up to fourth, can't go any further. I think they could use Kimi and let him win. All right. Well, I'm going Kimi. You're going Vettel. Yeah. And we're going home now. Okay. Well, signing off for another signing week. Signing off eh? for another weekend. Thank you very much for joining us. If you have anything you want to write in for the show, oh, sorry. Big shout out to a couple of the people that wrote in from our Facebook page when I decided to vent and <laughs> stupid Foxtel that doesn't work hey, on Android P. Mine still works. You, you are just not updated. running Android P. I know I'm not because my phone, I actually meant to have updated my phone about a month ago. Yeah, I but even then, Sam, no Samsung <laughs> device is running the latest I version know, of I know, that's what Android. I'm saying. It's just a minority of people that are running, um, what do you got, a Pixel? Yeah. Google yeah, well, they're pretty much the only right. ones running Android P, aren't they? They are. Yeah. But <laughs> Foxtel... Not many problems there. Foxtel only have had the you. developer preview for that <laughs> since April. So they've had 
since April to build the app. They've had four months to make sure the app works. Every other app works fine. Anyway, they don't care bitch, about you, Michael. They don't no, care. No, they don't. And so I vented. They I don't care. Tweeted, I Have they fixed it yet? Nope. Have you written them a, a, a sternly, strongly <laughs> worded letter? And yeah. Letting them know how angry I am. They got my tweet. Did they? <laughs> yeah. I believe so. I, I tagged them in it unless they like blocked me. <laughs> but anyway, big thank you for the people that did write in that sent me a few um ways to watch it. It was very helpful. It it did work, so I appreciate that. Um if you have anything else you want to write in, you write in to us uh breaking late at gmail.com or you can hit up our Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash breaking late and pop over to our website, breakinglate.com. Just just do it. Just do it. Like Nike. Like Nike, we're just still there. Just catchphrase now. Just do it. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> just go to my website. Oh, please. I did see. Sorry, I seen a really funny thing this week. Yep. Um, so I was in a, a local engine builder up here's um and workshop, and I was looking at all their. He used to race sprint cars, so mm-hmm. I was looking at all these posters on the walls of the 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 cars that he's raced over the years and pictures and whatnot, and one of them from eighty nine, nineteen eighty nine. On the top of the wing had the catchphrase, send it. Send it. From 1989. So get that up, yeah, everyone. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Darwin 1989, not even 1990. Whoa, that's <laughs> I was two years effort. old. You were as well. Yeah, we were two. <laughs> Showing our age here. Yeah. So it, a long, long time ago. I couldn't believe it. And I said, he's like, what's send it? I'm like, well, you obviously didn't even think of no, it. You didn't on your They're like, that's pack and send it? Yeah. <laughs> that's I'm a sponsor. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, I've never thought about it. Yeah. There you go. I'm like, well, yeah, it's it's pretty famous now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lick the stamp and send it. Yeah, that's exactly uh, right. Well, we're going to send it. We're going to send this episode online. Too easy, right. guys. Catch you later. We'll See be ya. back next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>